Welcome everyone to Empower Your Oils episode 111. Today in the Trust Your Vibes Essential Oil Oracle series, we're going to talk to the joy guy about his word of the year, and we're going to bring his word of the year to life. Empower Your Oils. It's essentially magic, a podcast bringing play and magic together with a saucy twist. Hosted by Gina Garris and Janet Bergen, this podcast will empower you to bring more play into your life, encourage you to experiment, and think outside the box to awaken the magic and bring your essential oil use to a whole new level. Oh, and we'll also be serving up some seriously delicious libations each episode. This podcast is powered by the use of Deuterra essential oils. Please empower yourself with your own research and knowledge. For more detailed information on how to properly use Deuterra essential oils, visit empoweryouroils.com. Welcome everyone to Empower Your Oils. I'm Gina. I'm Janet. And, and we're here with the Joy Guy. Hi, I'm Ephraim. Ephraim? That's a fun name. Yeah, it's from the Bible. I'm I'm foreordained. Oh. <laughs> Got a whole tribe. Wow, we're here with holy man. <laughs> Right. That's yeah. so awesome. I, Thanks for joining. Dark wizard. <laughs> What'd you say? Something about a wizard? Yeah, I'm probably more the dark wizard from the Bible than the holy man. <laughs> oh. oh, fun. Awesome. Well, you might fit right in. Okay, so we're here doing the word of the year reading. This is the live club O. Uh, live reading for the from the Trust Your Vibes Essential Oil Oracle series. And Ephraim, what is your word of the year? It's joy. Joy? Yay. I know. Wow. Joy from the joy guy? Weird. Joy from the joy guy? That's so joyful for a dark priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Joy can be dark. Yay. You want to tell us just a little bit about yourself and um, what you do, who you are, where you came from? Wow, that is a barrage of questions. Where I came from, we'll skip that one. Um, okay. I'm currently working on and um, on You've Got Joy, which is a kind of a text reminder service to help people every day connect in with their joy, which um, over my years of coaching, I've noticed that everybody kinds of needs it. Some kind of reminder every day. So simple for a busy life, way to connect. Oh, that's cool. awesome. So how do you get that? <laughs> well, all you gotta do is go to you'vegotjoy.com where you can browse around in my blog and, and um, and then go and sign up. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So you've got joy.com. You can find Ephraim for a daily um, text reminder to bring joy into your world. And you've got some, you've, do you have some other little, you just have some really cool stuff in your blog, right? I do. Lots of cool posts um, that are around joy and 
living an ecstatic life and um, yeah, that's pretty much all I write about. There's some funny stuff in there too. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's start out with some joy. Do you guys each have your, some sort of an oil? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Let's start with pleasure, joy, pleasure. So I'm, um, I'm using a Mavi, which is oh, the men's blend, but it brings in a fierce heart and I love it. What are you using, Janet? I'm using grapefruit. Ooh, grapefruit, grapefruit. Honoring the body. Oil of honoring the body. Eve, what are you using? I'll use rose. Ooh, nice. that's, a, that's yeah. a nice joy oil. It is. That's well, divine love, right? Yeah. And it just kind of stays with you like for hours, I've noticed. It's amazing. Okay, well, is there anything else we need to share before we just dive in? We already shared Eve's um, word of, as joy. Do we want to have him talk about what joy means to him before we flip over to the reading? Yeah, I think we want kind of your definition of what joy means to you. All right. Um, one of the things that I like about joy is all of the words that can kind of filter into it. So um, words like um, ecstatic and relaxed and peaceful and um, creative all fit into joy for me. Um, one of my one of the words for my um, uh, desire map is a made up word and it's mouth watered which is like the reception and surrender to um, the sensuality of life. Nice. And it literally makes my mouth water when I'm in those places, not just with, you know, food, but with the sunset and in the forest and all kinds of places. I just kind of connect and that is, those are my joyful moments. Cool. So joy is your word of the year. Yes. Right. So this whole reading is to, oh, I'm going to cough. Hold on. Janet, talk. <laughs> well, the purpose of this reading we're doing is to figure out how to lodge joy into your body, mind, heart, and spirit throughout the year and to give you something to make you go deeper with it. And also in the end, we'll have a ritual that you can do every day to um, keep joy and keep, keep your compass of if you're living in joy or not. Well, that sounds about perfect. Like exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to do. Yeah, cool. Yay, awesome. Um, I do want to also just let everyone know it is a vulnerable thing to come on and be a guest and do a live reading through Club O because we're all using our intuition. We're all connecting with our guides, calling on higher guidance. And so just sending some extra love to Ephraim as we move forward. This is a very vulnerable thing and we are very grateful that you would um, be willing to be seen and be willing to um, share your 
inner thoughts about your feelings about joy with the world. It's really important. And um, I know you're going to touch a lot of lives and a lot of people are going to really resonate. Even though this reading is for you, when people watch it, messages just ripple out. And so thank you for coming on Empower Your Oils and being willing to share um, a little part of you with the world. Thank you. I love that. Okay, okay. let's get going. Let's go. Come on, activator, activator, unite. <laughs> so we have decided that we always need to start on the mind for the first one. Ephraim has oregano in the mind. Mm -hmm. And our question for you is, what does your mind think about joy? And it can be positive or negative. Just what does your mind say to you about joy? Um, my mind loves to get into all the words <clears throat> that are synonyms for joy. And it's like a little intellectual, playful spiral of what it means and all the things that it can mean. Does your have anything negative to say about joy? Um, sometimes when I am not feeling particularly joyful, um, I, uh, I'll get into a place of what is this joy thing anyway? And how do I find it? And can anyone really find it? And um, those are interesting places to struggle back from. I tend to get there every time, but sometimes it takes a while. Okay, well, at the end, we're going to tell you how to use a neuro tool to kind of stop your itty bitty shitty committee. Nice. So, um, what does oregano say about joy to you? We like to have the oil inform what it, joy means. And so, the joy in your mind and oregano. And oregano, um, you say goodbye to anger, feeling peeved, prideful, strong willed. And you say hello to humility, flexibility, and release of control. Um, you know, it's interesting because oregano really seems like kind of a mind oil to me. I don't know why necessarily. I suppose that feeling peeved part, I mean, all those things, anger and peeved and prideful, strong-willed, they're all... Um, illusions of the mind and so I guess a lot of what oregano might be is um, surrendering those thoughts sort of like a meditation of these thoughts are just illusions and they don't really um, necessarily mean anything cool so it also kind of gets rid of the itty bitty shitty committee and kind of gets us out of our ego. Right, it's almost like the itty bitty shitty community lives in the mind, and so if you drop the mind, then it's good they've got no place to go. That's true, I never thought about that before. <laughs> so Oregano talks a little bit about this idea of um, releasing attachments, and I'm curious how you think attachments, or this idea of attachments, can um, squash 
can squash your joy. Like, do you ever think, do you ever think for you, like joy looks this, like this is, joy has to look this way. And so if I'm not that, then I can't be joy. Hmm. Does that ever happen to you? I don't think that, that's maybe happened to me before, but um, in places where I've really lost track of that, I've had to kind of redefine it over and over and over. And it's a very present moment thing that I, if I'm in a tough place and I arrive at it, like, oh yeah, this is what today's version is. Because it's the oil, like it's talking a lot about letting go of control. It's the oil of humility and non-attachment. I don't know if we said that in the beginning. I think the part that I might try to control in relation to that is control the negativity. So it's more like um, if negativity is coming in, then um, I think that I have to control that or put it down or put it to the side or um, pretend that it doesn't exist because it's really all supposed to be about joy. And um, when I get into definitions of joy, there's this realization that, oh, wait, joy is here also concurrently with depression or anger or fear. I always think about in yoga when they're meditating, they say to just let, when the thoughts come in, you just let them like float on by you don't like grab them and attach to them while you're meditating. So that's kind of what it feels like you're talking about too. Is like, don't let it, you know, stick there. <laughs> I know. And imagine if you could do that with emotions too, like, Oh, here's anger. I'm just going to let it float on by and here's fear. And I'm going to let it float on by. It's like fear and all of the thoughts at the same time, they just kind of go. And I think that, um, what's left often when you let those things go, what's left behind is some version of joy or stillness, which I consider to be a very joyful state. Cool. So it says the affirmation is, why is it so easy for me to feel, to be humble? What do you make of that statement? Like, how does that inform you? about the mind and joy. Do you feel like there's a humbleness in being joyful? Do you feel like humbleness is what you need to bring in joy to your year? Or do you think you have no clue why humble is coming in? Um, I think when you said the affirmation, I, um, I read humble, I defined humble as surrender. It's almost like um, in the face of um, all the busyness and all the negativity and all the things that can um, counteract joy, if you just surrender to the process and the flow and let it go through your mind rather than hold on to it, then you, um, surrender to kind of your kind of the true state of being, which I think is joyful and ecstatic. 
Nice. Yeah. I guess humbleness in my mind is like a bowing down almost and just letting yourself be bathed in it almost and accepting of what comes next. So bathed in the joy or bathed in just whatever is? Both because I think joy follows. Like one of the things I notice is um, one of the ways that I process my negative thoughts is by writing them. And it's almost like a different way of letting them pass through. So if my thoughts are, pass, are stuck in my mind and turning around and around and around, I can get lost in that. But if I transfer it pass them through my mind and out my arm and into my pen and onto the page, then sometimes, you know, halfway through a page of ranting, I turn to something that might be more hopeful or the way to get out of it. And by the end of, you know, a, a page or three or four pages, it turns into something that is far more hopeful that helps me remember, oh, wait, the point of this is to feel joy or find happiness or at this moment, you know, some spark of hope or life, depending on how far gone the moment feels. This is probably, I, just, I don't know why I keep thinking about this, but what, what do you think is the opposite of joy? Huh. Um, I think just like joy, there's lots of words that are the opposites, but um, I think I thought of apathy and I thought of hate and um, despair. Okay. Not necessarily anger. I think that people might consider anger to be an opposite of joy, but I think that there can be uh, I think joy and anger can be really close, actually. There's, there's, there can be a lot of passion in both, and anger can leap to joy um, quicker than it can from depression and despair, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like excitement and fear. Your body right. reacts the same way. You just don't really know what the difference is. Your body doesn't know what the difference is, really. I was thinking, like, sorrow or... Um, seriousness or misery? I can see sorrow and misery. I think that seriousness can actually be really joyful depending on where someone is. Like seriousness is um, uh, like I feel like I have really serious moments that can be intense and engaged. And in those, I feel lots of excitement and joy. It's like, and that's really great for the mind too, because seriousness, I think, is a mind thing. It's like really deep engagement that is very earnest. But certainly it can be joyful. I think... Maybe a lot of people associate joy with, you know, playfulness and excitement and let's go skip in the meadow and 
that is joyful and that's fun and see joy as can be fun but i don't think i think that's only one aspect of it and it really limits um definitions of what joy can be if you think that it's always playful um i think joy is deeper than that and it can be quiet and serious also and still and peaceful and all of those things have a lot of joy in them for me cool <clears throat> well you said you talked about your your tool of writing through to get to joy sometimes um we want to give you another neuro tool <clears throat> so it's from uh one of our coaches that we work with deb erickson it's a neuro tool and the mantra is um the words are right there on the reading so it's I can, I will, I am, yes. And so you need to come up with like, is it I can be joy, um, I can feel joy, or is it like I can be joy, I will be joy, I am joy, yes. It's getting out of, it's one way to get out of the itty bitty shitty committee and into the moment, into the now. And so um, this is the first neuro tool to get your mind on track to be like, I am joy. You're attracting joy. You're living joy. You are joy. So instead of like having it as a goal, um, you are just letting the universe know I am joy. Hmm. So you think it's more powerful to use the word joy there than say joyful. I'm kind of thinking like it might be. Well, your word of the year is joy. Mm -hmm. So you want to use, if you're, if we're bringing this word to life, then we want to apply the word. We want to use, you want to use the word joy. It's just like mouthwater. You're not just going to be like, oh, it tasted good in my mouth. Or right. I had water coming out the sides of my mouth because it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm drooling and therefore I am joyful. <laughs> right, or I'm drooling and therefore I'm mouthwatered. Right? <laughs> so personally, I would rather you call in joy. Like I am joy. I am the embodiment of joy. So you can choose if you want to say, I can be joyful. I will be joyful. I am joyful. Yes. But to me, then I think your word should be joyful. But I'm also sometimes kind of crazy about that. Words are important. Mm -hmm. So I want to, we didn't put this mudra on there, but we want to also teach you. So if you put your index finger and thumb together and you say, um, I can be joy. I can be joy. And then the next finger, I will be joy. I will be joy. I am joy. I am joy. And then you're going to do kind of like a fist pump. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I can be joy. I will be joy. I am joy. Yes. I can be joy. I will be joy. I am joy. Yes. 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 I can. I will. I am. Yes. I can. I will. I am. Yes. I can. I will. I am. Yes. <laughs> so this actually gets you out of, this gets you out of the fear center brain and gets you into the action center and the go so it gets you it gets you out of stop and into go 
So it is, is, it is, a, it is a very um, fast acting itty bitty shitty committee shutter upper. Hmm. Nice. Yep. So that's gonna be the first part of the ritual. When you wake up in the morning, you're gonna go to the mind, you're gonna bring in joy, you're gonna be like thinking about it. And the first thing you're gonna do is like, I am, I can be joy, I will be joy, I am joy, yes, I can be joy, I will be joy, I am joy, yes, I can be joy, I will be joy, I am joy, yes. And then we're gonna move on to the next, but we'll explain more of that later. Do you feel solid and complete on oregano? Yeah, except oregano is not my favorite smell, except on well, spaghetti, but. This is that is the smell of joy, babe. It's really rich. <laughs> I'm really liking it right now. I don't know if I want to wear it or anything. I prefer rose, but you know, that one's next. Well, wait till you smell rose and oregano together. Maybe it's going to just be that perfect thing. Maybe. Okay, cool. So we're going to move down to the body. Close your eyes. And we want you to, so you have two options here. We want you to feel where either joy lives in your body or where you desire joy to live. And so if you're working on like being heard, maybe you want it to live in your throat. If you're working on being seen, maybe you want to wear it around you like a cloak. So those are, that's kind of why we put it in there. Do you have a place of where you want your joy to live? Uh, let's see. I have a place where it lives. I have a place where I want it to live. Um, since this is work that I've been doing for a long time, um, it feels fairly easy for me to move it into different forms around my body. Okay, so let's just go from where you want it to live. So let's go with wanting it to live. It's sort of like a uh, vibrating, light, um, seems rose-colored. <laughs> All, <through my, laughs> All where? All through my body. So it's like from the toes to my top of my head and to my fingertips. It's almost like it's this internal warmth and glow that's kind of um, sparkly, vibrating. Okay. Is there, um, so I want you to start to like um, expand that. And when I say expand, I mean, I want you to take it a little deeper and also expand it outside, like, just expanding it. Yeah. Radiate it out of your body. Thank you. Radiate it out of your body and then allowing if anything else comes in here, um, just sharing what's here. Like it could be, well, I don't want to give you ideas, but it could be something shifts, whether it's a sensation, uh, maybe something joins you, maybe um, an animal or a number or a word flap, flops in. So as you're radiating it out, does, is anything else coming in for you? Um, no, not necessarily. It feels like it's kind of expanding out through the room and the house. Um, it was, it's interesting to feel it 
radiating inward, like into my core and inhabiting that a little bit more. Um, it feels a little tight at the moment, like maybe there's uh, resistance. Mm. Well, bringing in Rose, Rose is interesting because it says goodbye to love unreceived, longing, heartache, and brokenhearted. Say hello to healing, compassion, opens the heart to give and to receive. I also love that it, part of it creates vulnerability. So I know there was a piece for you coming on today that felt really vulnerable. And so Rose is going to help with that space. And so is Joy as you bring that through your body. Yeah. Um, it also creates authenticity. The capacity for unconditional love with deep connection and openness to vulnerability. I thought it was really interesting when you were saying it was kind of like radiating back within. It's like, was, is this whole experience actually, um, bringing it all to, into you, into your spine, into your, the core of who you are. The centering thought is I'm divine love. I have the capacity to heal within and I open my heart to receive. I think those are all really interesting statements after you talked about your experience of the radiation of this, of joy through your body. Yeah, it seems easy to kind of let it radiate outward and the inward penetration of it. I mean, it's almost like there is, at this moment, more space on the inside, and the space on the inside is um, dense. And um, it's particularly interesting, you know, thinking about humility as surrender from the mind, you know, tying it, tying it to that. It's like, uh, it's like I need to surrender more on the inside, too. Mm. I mean, that's the vulnerability and the authenticity piece, perhaps. Maybe not authenticity, but being more vulnerable on the inside, opening my core and heart even more. Well, authenticity when it comes to being seen is pretty big, right? There's a lot of vulnerability in letting people see the true you especially if there's you know quirks or little things that you think people might not like so I think the authenticity piece is kind of a kind of a big one on I say on rose and rose in our essential oils and uh, emotions book from enlightened healing it says um Rose restores individuals to authenticity, wholeness, and purity. As one feels unconditional love and acceptance, the heart is softened. I isn't, love that. Isn't that luscious? It is. Not dark wizard. <laughs> <laughs> when I was just thinking, it's, you said it felt more dense inside, so maybe it's the rose is going to help soften it up. Well, and I'm now picturing a rose, you know, when it's a bud, it's so tight, 
right, which is different than dense, but kind of, and then as it softens and blooms, it just like opens and opens and opens, and then like how open is open, right? Like it can be totally closed up and have just one tiny little thing open, but that's still open, but then as it opens more, that's still open, opens more, like it kind of gives this space of unconditional, unconditionalness to like how open is open how much joy is is like joy like it's an immeasurable uh, in m immeasurable thing yeah all those layers and layers of soft red petals opening mm -hmm. did it change colors yeah it's it's a it's a deep red rose now Ah, isn't that interesting? I went from a, I guess I made the, I had the impression that when it was a rosy color, it was a light pink. I know, that was in my mind too, that it was a light pink, but now it's that luscious red. And I was just thinking about the authenticity and unconditional love and deep connection that it um, creates and how much more difficult it can be to direct that inward and mm. you know accept all the things that um i find there that might be surprising hmm. this says rose invites individuals to experience the unwavering unchanging unconditional love of the divine and boy if you looked at yourself as the divine being right? Like, and had this self-love that was unwavering, unchanging, and unconditional. I wonder if it would be so dense, right? Like bringing your joy and the vibration of your joy into this space to just slice through that, to get to the unwavering, unchanging, unconditional love of self as a divine being, the dark priestess and all. Mm-hmm. I think that is delicious. I do too. It's interesting because <clears throat> what I felt there was kind of a paradox of two things. One was the nature of the density changed and it became more intriguing and mysterious, like, um, um, like maybe going into uh, a dense forest and enjoying the process of finding whatever is behind that vine as you move through and then the paradox part is at the same time as i as i was enjoying that density is that there was also uh, a lightness that opened up so it was easy to be in the denseness so it's like this yummy intellectual rich not necessarily intellectual, but this rich puzzle to be unfolded and unmasked and explored. Um, and it's easier to do it with rose. And that's interesting. You're saying this paradox that I'm thinking about the rose in general, where it's this beautiful flower that is covered in thorns sometimes. Right. Right? Like, so... I, th I just thought that was interesting. That came to me when you were thinking. So this 
potential paradox of unconditional self, unchanging, unwavering love? Yeah, and I'm thinking two things, like in relation to the rose with its thorns, I'm thinking about, you know, the brambles that grew around Sleeping Beauty's palace and getting through that wall of thorns was, you know, potentially an intricate process. And if I was someone that didn't necessarily have a sword to hack my way through, it would be something that I would have to maneuver my way carefully through. And then I thought, when I was thinking about the beautiful density, what you were saying earlier with how compact a rosebud is before it blooms and then it opens up and it becomes less dense, but it's still just as intricate. Mm -hmm. Apparently I like the intricacy of things at the moment. Yeah, and that's interesting too. So, right, like you're gonna come into your mind in the morning and I am, I can, I will, or I can't, I can, I will, I am, yes, I can, I will, I am, yes, and then take yourself into this experience of, you know, it'll be interesting to see over time, does the color of the rose change again? Every day does it change? Do you feel the denseness? Can you, it'll be really interesting to see as you do this daily ritual, what happens? I mean, maybe you do have a rose garden by the time the year comes at the to the end. Right, I was imagining part of the ritual could easily be that I always have a rose of some sort as mm -hmm. part of my altar. Mm -hmm. Well, you do have your rose essential oil, so that will that can always live on your altar. And then um, we'll invite you at the end to also make a joy spray. So you can use it as your daily, uh, part of your daily ritual to imbibe the energy around you to carry that with you. Yeah. Awesome. Janet, do you have anything on the body, the rose, the body? Um, all I could think of was um, the joy is in the details. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, and maybe for us too, I mean, if we, you know, you know, we can walk by a rose bush every day and never see the rose, but when you stop and like look at it and really look at it, it's, I would assume most people would feel more joyful after they've looked at it and paid right. attention to the details. Right. Well, I think it's just so fun. Like, you know, look through rose-colored glasses, and it's so rosy, and like, you know, like, life is like a rose. There's so many metaphors for the beauty of roses, and so um, one thing that we haven't talked about is rose is the highest vibrational oil, too, so you've called in this really interesting combination so far of oregano, the oil of humility and non-attachment, and then rose, this oil of divine, unconditional love. Those are two really potent, potent, um, potent oils. So that's really great. And both of those are for the heart chakra, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the oregano is also for the throat. But okay, so let's move over to the heart. Um, Janet, do you want to lead them through the heart? All right. And for the heart, you got the grounding blend or balance. Um, so what messages from this oil bring clarity to the needs of your heart? The needs of your heart. <laughs> so grounding blend says goodbye to nervousness, worry, feeling ungrounded, and hello to feeling grounded, stability, and steadfastness. Um, I do like that it um, takes me to my root, 
So it's almost like those other two, I'm up there in my heart, I'm in my upper chakras, and this is like, um, brings me back down to earth and solidity and um, connection and dare I say, groundedness. (laughs) (laughs) And so is that what your heart needs? Some of that steadfastness and groundedness? Do you feel? Um, I think the oil is an invitation for that. Um, I mean, I I have a pretty big connection with um, roots and it feels good. It's like I'm imagining all the energies of this oil and this one kind of making it into, um, you know, something with roots, something that is spreading down and that is solid and, and drinks from the nutrients of that dark soil. So possibly a rose plant roots. <laughs> it's a rose tree, baby. All right. Well, it's interesting, in the emotions book, it talks about um, trees live in the present moment and they are not in a hurry, they are stable. So it's interesting and I wanna giggle thinking about Ephraim not being in a hurry. Um, And (laughs) I mean, you know. I'm always rushing around. Right, I mean, you are like a bunny. You are, I cannot get you to slow down ever. But I thought this was really interesting. And this, this is, this is um, I'm curious about this. So this is trying to bring clarity to your heart, but I thought this was really interesting. Um, these individuals may avoid long-term commitments in work or relationships, preferring instead to drift. This blend reminds individuals that to realize their true dreams and desires, they must stay focused on a goal until it is actualized in the physical world and this idea of like being really, really present. Balance teaches true perseverance by staying present with a specific plan or, undi- or, or idea until it's embodied. And I like, I love the word embodied as we're bringing your word of the year to life. I feel like that's actually embodying your word. And so how does I, all of that stuff that I talked about, does that bring any clarity to your heart? Does that speak at all to your heart? I guess I'm having trouble seeing it in relation to heart at the moment. Um, I feel like, I guess presence has so much to do with heart and heart connection. Um, The part about actualizing is something that I'm not as good at. but I'm I'm feeling it so much in my root. Um, So it's nice to um, maybe connect the heart and the root and um, maybe it's an invitation to really work on that particular connection. I think it's interesting because I'm remembering my teacher, Dan, always says, where the mind and heart go, energy follows. So I'm curious, because I know you're a super intellectual dude, 
not saying you don't live in your heart or from your heart, but what I'm kind of hearing is like, I'm wondering if you're actually like taking the stuff out of your head and bringing it down into your body, which maybe you need to visualize as your roots, but where the mind and heart go energy follows. So you talk so much about how the anger the, or the, the, dis, the non-joy stuff comes out of your, out of your body, out of your arm and in, out of the pen under the paper. I wonder if there's something in the reverse that the joy can go from the heart, from the head to the heart and then out the arms. Does that make sense? It does. And I think um, often if I write long enough, that's, that's what happens. And it's interesting how different the sensation of that is. Like it feels like a purging when the negativity might be coming out and then it feels like, an expansion when the tide changes to something more joyful and creative. So I think of the heart as where like your passion is. Um, and it's kind of like, it is your passion and like, you know, it's how blood gets to your whole body. So it's very, part of your body, but it's also part of the emotions and everything. Um, so I was wondering if like you went by through the passion thing, if that would help bring the, the stability and stuff into your heart. So if like your passion was something that you could live in every day with, and so the passion would bring the joy. I don't know if that made any sense, but I think I can see that because um, it's almost like the exercises of passion um, and maybe creativity um, are sort of the things that, you know, really lift and connect with my heart. It's, a, it's like it's a good way to it's like an exercise of, say, writing a poem in the morning um, might be um, might be the thing that brings my heart in. Because that because there's an expression, whatever that poem might be, it might be the expression of my passion. Does that make sense? Yes. And cause I just see, you know, because the heart pumps your blood throughout your body. And so I was just thinking, you know, get some passion and your joy into your heart. And then your joy aerobics. Joy like pumps all through your body. <laughs> I like it. You know, and for some reason, like, so I'm thinking a couple of things. Like, you know, if you think about all the blood pumping through those capillaries, how much um, the veins and arteries might look like roots. Mm. And then I was thinking about balance in terms of that and thinking about balance as like the yin-yang symbol, which is something I've worked with in my heart space before, of like this yin-yang balance of light and dark and life and death and all of that stuff that can go on in that symbol and the way it all swirls together. 
<laughs> I feel like I want to call in. Can I bring in Kasha? Sure. It's it's our oil of the month of January. It's our oil of the month, but the affirmation is why is it so easy for me to feel confident and full of love? Like I know this isn't really like heart specific, but it just it's I just want to read the I want to read about it. So it says goodbye to worthlessness, humiliation, insecurity, betrayal. Say hello to courage, worthiness, value. It creates value, worth, and confidence in oneself, helps us to see our own potential and innate gifts. The centering thought is I create my own experiences and empower myself in living my truth with confidence and self-love. And I guess we were, you just kind of kept talking about this idea of um, I think I was feeling some hesitancy about the ways in which you bring your creativity or your joy around and that I just I just kept reading why is it so easy for me to feel confident and full of love this idea of you owning you whether it's your heart is in the roots of the tree or your heart is in your body or I thought it was interesting you said the capillaries similar are similar to roots like it's almost like you have this whole just way of being that is just your way could you be more joyful if there was just ownership of that definitely kasha i have an oil for that we have an oil for that what? <laughs> what's the chakra for kasha sacral and solar which was interesting because janet kept saying passion passion and i'm like I mean, for me, I'm trained that your passion's always in your sacral, your creativity, your sexual energy. And I think that's why Kasha came in. It's sacral and solar, right? So you've got your sexual energy and your powerhouse all together. Um, and thinking about the idea of roots always grab nourishment from the earth and pull the energy up. So it's like, do you need to actually go from the roots up through the sacral, you know, find that sexual energy, creativity to your empowerment, to your power center, and then into your heart. Like, do you actually need to use the roots of the tree to get your nourishment, to get you into your heart? Yeah, I think that that is, you know, when I remember that flow, that's usually the way that it does flow. I had a teacher tell me once that, you know, and I'm sure she was I imagine they're speaking energetically, but the genitals are the root of the heart. And so um, I love the Kasha is um, the sacral and the solar because it's like we have a full connection from heart all the way down to root with balance, Kasha, and, you know, the other ones. Rose. Well, and heart, because that's where we're at. So all of that just kind of lines up the whole um, energetic path for creativity and passion to grow up and spread out through my pen. Okay, Janet, do you want to take him through the neuro tool for the heart? Sure. Um, so to activate the spark, passion, worthiness, desire, um, and belief inside your heart, 
um, we're going to create a few power statements and then tap them to life. And so some of the statements are, why is it so easy to be joy? Or I'm worthy of feeling joy. My passion for joy is irresistible. I am joy. And so you can... My passion for joy is irresistible. And so when you say that, we're going to tap our heart center. And then say... My passion for joy is irresistible. My passion for joy is irresistible. My passion for joy is irresistible. Irresistible joy. My joy all over you. Joy to the world. Oh, I'll stop singing. So if that's a good way to think about it being in your heart as you say those words. And you can make up your own things too. I like my passion for joy is irresistible because it holds in it a, um, an aura and a sharing and uh, an invitation. Like the other ones are similar to the mind and embodying them like I am joy and why is it so easy to be joy? Those fit with that. But this one has a lot of outward motion too. So your joy is like magnetizing people to you as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you think about the walking into the room scenario and you walk into a room and everyone is angry or upset, you feel that and it's contagious. And you walk into a room and it's full of joy, joy is also contagious. And so I love the idea of, you know, we're all contagious with some emotion so what fucking emotion are we going to spread? I say joy. <laughs> Yay. And I think joy is contagious is a great power statement. I mean, we recommend that you have like one to five. You can even have 10 joy statements. So as part of this ritual, right, you're going to, I can and will, I am, yes. And then you're going to bring in the rose colored, turning it into whatever color it is, feeling the density, and then getting into the heart of Maybe your tree, you know, because you were so into the groundedness. And then you're going to tap your heart and say, say these power statements. So it's really getting it into your body and getting out of the fear center and into the go center. Engage in the go team. Engage in the go team. <laughs> like it. Yeah. And so now we're going to move into the spirit. And um, Ephraim has spikenard in the spirit, the oil of gratitude. Oh, is that one that? Is that what that one is? It is. My favorite oil. Um, and so how does spikenard influence the spirit of your word? Kind of what the, where your word means to you, we're calling the spirit of your word. You know, it's, it's kind of cool because I feel like gratitude ties back into humility and surrender from the mind. Because gratitude is one of those things that when you can stop and get out of the fucking mind trap that you're in and say thank you for whatever it is you might be grateful for at the moment, it's like another way to 
disengage the itty bitty shitty committee. I mean, that committee has no idea what to do when you go up in front of it and say, thank you. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I love that. In the emotions book, it says, Spikenard encourages the soul to surrender and accept life exactly as it is. Which is what I just heard you, you know, thanking the itty bitty shitty committee for all that is. Oh, that's so much harder than, easier said than done. But I have to say, so when my dad, <clears throat> when I was a kid and, you know, kids get bullied and I got bullied, um, my dad said that one of the best responses that you could give to bullies was to say, thank you. So somebody calls you an asshole and you say, thank you. And... Most people really have no idea what to do with it. Many times, and it is so confusing that they decide that you are too much of an enigma to beat up. <laughs> it's amazing how well it works, like, because what they're looking for is anger and a response or something like that. But when you respond with peace, it's just like, well, I don't know what to do with that. And then they wander off confused, like you've cast some sort of spell on them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> was a wizard! That's <laughs> where it all started. <laughs> the gratitude, the gratitude wi wizard. My first spell was thank you. <laughs> the only spell you'll ever need. So Spike Nerd says goodbye to resistance, ingratitude, blame, and say hello to inner peace, gratitude, serenity. Um, why is it so easy for me to exude gratitude in all things? So we want you to kind of take, take joy and see if you can see, if you really embody joy, where do you see yourself in 12 months? The end of 2019, coming into 2020, if you were really to, um, visualize what your life will look like if you were fully living this word. Tell us a little bit about that. So I am picturing like this glowing, serene, contagious radiance. Um, it feels very calm and accept um, successful. Uh, maybe a better word than successful is abundant. Abundant in many, many ways. Can you see where you're at, Eve? You mean like physical location? Yeah, because if, if this is part of your visualization that you're going to do every day, I like where you're going with the the sensation and the radiation of all of the like emotional kind of stuff. But if you're gonna call in, kind of like the future writing that you do, what if you did this every day and you had this vision that you were, you know, having tea in London or whatever? So there's okay. no wrong. You totally do it the way you're doing it. There's no so, wrong. So I can definitely feel it. Um, in that way, and like the 
where I see myself is um, like sunrise, um, there's fields, um, probably like the yellow fields, so maybe like wheat or something like that. Um, so that could be like the English countryside, or it could be, uh, it, well, it could be a lot of places, but there's definitely that feel of outside and sunrise and um, the glow that I hold is warm. So if I'm in a winter place, then maybe I'm bundled up, but there's still this uh, inner warmth and real connection with the way the light is coming up. And in the sunrise, there's like those morning clouds. So it's like the, the colors of the sun are sneaking in underneath those clouds. Does that make sense? I can picture that. And so there's a lot of places in the world that could look like that for me, but there's certainly that out, outdoor peace of greeting the sun. Great. Is there anything else, Janet, you wanted to bring in with Spike Nard, the oil of gratitude and the spirit of joy? Well, I know, I think, you know, Ephraim talked a lot about gratitude very eloquently. Um, I do think that it's kind of impossible to have joy without some gratitude going on. <laughs> I think that's a great one to end with. I mean, for sure, of having gratitude and being present. Also, Spike Nard talks a lot about being present. Oh, another being present one, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, actually in surrender. So it also says through complete surrender and acceptance, the soul may be brought into peace and harmony. But it's interesting because you just talked about peace, peace with the sunrise. So this idea of surrender. This Spike Nard is for the crown chakra. So I think we've hit all the chakras. Oh, that's awesome. We did. Root, sacral, solar. I don't think we hit the third eye. Oh, nope, we did miss uh, that. No. Which is okay. I mean, it's an interesting one to miss. And one thought that I had when you were saying you can't have joy, let's say you can't have joy without gratitude is the thought that came to my mind is that gratitude are the roots of joy. So it's almost like it pull, it like recreates the whole thing all the way up again. I also think that the interesting thing of when you get to spirit and we're asking you to go into the spirit of joy and then visualize where you're going to be at the end of the year, you are activating your third eye, right? Like that's the chakra, that's the place that you're going to visualize generally visualized from so there's an interesting thing of this projection of like all of these chakras kind of projecting out through your third eye um, as they kind of meld together getting the nourishment from the ground and coming up yeah that's it's very true it's like i can almost see like the beam from my cyclops eye coming out yeah yeah and if you're feeling really left out, if your Cyclops eye is feeling left out, I mean, we could just go get tattooed joy on your forehead. And then you could really be the joy guy. Like, people would actually just know. You know, I think I'm into that, but it's got to be wingdings for the font. 
Well, you're going to have to talk to Janet about that. She's kind of the font militia lady. Like, <laughs> she's crazy. Okay, but before we get too, too carried away, uh, we're, we need to end in the mind. So we need to come back to I Can Be Joy. I Can Be Joy. With your can I be joy. Be I will be joy. joy. I am joy. I am joy. Yes. 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 So three times, I can be joy. I can be joy. I will be joy. I will be joy. I am joy. I am joy. Yes. yes. I can be joy. I will be joy. I am joy. Yes. 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 Joy, joy for the joy guy. What we recommend after all of this is to keep your reading paper and use it as your vision board. So you keep it at your altar, wherever you're gonna be every morning. And so you can go through that process with all your tools that you now have. Yeah, so and then spray your spray. And then a bonus for anyone that's watching, you can actually activate your third eye. You can say, see this, you tell your third eye, see this, and then you tap your paper, you tap it. See this, I want this. See this, I want this. See this, I want this, yeah. So it's a really good visual visualizer. See this? I am joy. See this? Joy is contagious. I live this. So with that, I see this, see this. If you don't um, have an actual thing, can you still do that? Like, see this? I want joy. See this? I want joy. So the way I was taught, this is, this is a Deb Erickson neuro tool. The way I was taught is that you really need to have the visualization because you're actually telling your front your your frontal lobe that what you want is what you see like okay. i deserve this see this i'm worthy of this see this i will have this see this this is mine see this i'm fucking unstoppable you know like you're just telling yourself and activating your go team go center into what you're seeing so i have done a tapping exercise with janet and I didn't have my vision board in front of me. So I just did, I thought of something in my head, but I feel like it is much more powerful if you actually have it in front of you. And to touch it is important too. Yeah, to touch it is important. It's that kinesthetic thing. Look at that. I mean, you Look can take that. a picture of it and put it on your phone too. Yeah, that might, that means I'll always have it. Yeah, Deb actually acts, um, she recommends that you take your vision board, take a picture of it and print it out and have it um, everywhere. Like have it, one in your car, one in your notebook, one in your wallet, one in your purse. So you always have your vision board with you. And also you could use it as your like wallpaper on your computer, have it on your phone, just all sorts of places that you're gonna see it every day. Okay. What were your takeaways? What was um, a couple of aha things that you learned or loved or touched you? I thought this whole thing was great. I feel more connected to joy as um, something that's core and part of um, the treaty. I liked that uh, my first spell was thank you. I like that too. I love that. That's awesome. Um, and just the discussion of everything that can be contagious and, you know, joy being contagious and um, really monitoring what it is that you're contagious with. 
everyone's got an, an emotional disease at all times. Which one are you going to spread? <laughs> Not only which one are you going to spread, but what are you immune to? Like, are you immune Ooh. to feeling certain things, right? Like energetic boundaries. We have melaleuca and clove and on guard. We have so many different beautiful oils that can help with the spread of contagions. <laughs> I like that. Well, I think for me, I had a real awakening when you were talking about the capillaries in the body looking and mimicking the roots of the tree. That spoke to me. I don't know about why or what or what I needed to hear about that, but that was powerful for me. What I loved about your reading is how you kind of took the steps from before and brought it through. Like you brought the hum humility and oregano into the body and then the rose and then you brought them both and that was that was not something that came through well did that come through in my reading i don't feel like i kind of they all fit together they all fit together they always all you know everything has everything to do with everything and um that was really powerful to see you do that on your own without like guidance from me and janet so i appreciate you just stepping in and being really real about what was there for you so that was that was cool for me that was, that was, I think, one of my biggest ahas. Awesome. Well, and I, I really enjoyed that. I think it was, I don't know if I enjoyed, but it was eye-opening that, you know, you were, when you were describing joy and it's not always just the happy, happy, fun, joy, joy, that there's joy and stillness and darkness and those kind of things. And I love that thank you is a spell. <laughs> it makes me want to play with um, my spell book a bit in, a, in that way of like, what other spells am I casting like that? So the shamans in Peru, their whole belief is thank you is the only prayer, the only spell that you need ever. Like the, the despacho ceremonies that I do, the whole prayer is just thank you. It's just all, it's all spikenard, baby. It is like total just gratitude that is all that they practice there. So it's really beautiful. It's a isn't beautiful it, prayer. Isn't spikenard one of the big anointing oils in the Bible? I don't do that kind of stuff. Ask Janet. Yes. Janet could do think that. It does. Yeah, I, th I think so too. It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's a very, one of the more ancient ones. Well, and it comes from like, you know, up in the Himalayas somewhere, so. It's primordial. Yes, it's you have to. Before the Bible. It's I'm... from Nepal. Nepal. Our, well, doTERRA's is from Nepal. Sustainably sourced. It's awesome. Great. Well, um, thank you so much, Ephraim, for joining us. And for everyone listening or watching, please go check him out at you'vegotjoy.com. He has um, that amazing reminder of your joy. And Janet was fun. Last month, his whole theme was spark in the dark. So you could have found your joy in the dark. <laughs> uh, I'm actually not sure if, you, if you're um, a member of his little club or not. But we invite you to please check out Ephraim and send him some love. You can also find him. What are you, what's your tag on Instagram? The Joy Specialist. Okay, so at the joy the joy specialist on Instagram. Yeah. 
Okay, yep. and then we'll put links below. Also, and then do you have a Facebook page or is, do you just do Instagram? Uh, mostly just Instagram. I've got a tiny little Facebook page and maybe we'll see what happens. Great, great. So we'll have some links to um, find Ephraim below and then also um, we'll tag him on our Instagram posts. So thank you so much. This has been amazing. We can't just wait to see where you're going to be uh, at the end of December with, with all your joy. Yes. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for coming. It was very fun. Bye. Cheers. Please visit EmpowerYourOils.com for information on purchasing Dutera essential oils, to receive fun free downloads, and even a variety of not-so-free products. If you love this podcast and you look forward to hearing more from us and possibly receiving more free goodies, please, please sign up for our smell mail. Hint, hint. That means sign up for our email list. We are not doctors, scientists, rocket scientists, or even bartenders. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Please use wisdom and consider all safety information from a competent reference book regarding essential oil use. There are some oils that should never be taken internally, and alcohol doesn't change that. Some oils should not be applied directly to the skin without a carrier oil. Ensure the oils you are using are of the highest standards of quality. Essential oils can be much more potent than herbs, so a little goes a long way. Use caution when using essential oils for babies and children, as they have highly sensitive skin and require less oil. If you are pregnant or nursing, consult a licensed healthcare professional before applying essential oils. As always, drink responsibly and don't drive. If you happen to drink too much, try the hair of the dog. Pour a shot of water with two drops of ginger, one drop each of lavender and lemon. Ciao.